Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am Eric Von Hessler. I'm not alone. Look at that. The handsomest producer in producery. And I get to stare at him for the next two hours. Jared Yamamoto is here. <laughs> good morning. Or good afternoon, Eric. And she's adorable. She's witty. She's lovely. And she's right here. Autumn Fisher. Hello. Yeah. Hello to you. Hi. So it's a big... I, I'm... I, I had enough sleep last night, but I had to stay up to watch the Donald Trump thing because I had to make sure, you know, what if it's great? You know, what if it's great? And now I realize I could have slept in. Let's start with the way we always start every Sunday with this. Of the week. I know we're going to talk about Donald Trump first. Ah, you spoiled it for me right here, Eric. So last night, Donald Trump and SNL pulled in its highest ratings in years. Yes. Roughly uh, 16% of all households were tuned in. So Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, obviously, people were very excited to watch this. Donald Trump, very outspoken. Actually, I'm not a Donald Trump fan as far as the presidency goes, but I was a big Celebrity Apprentice fan, and I find the man to be funny, so I thought this was going to be a really funny show, so... I need to tune in. I couldn't have been more wrong. Autumn, did you watch the show? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. And uh, I, I felt like there was no comedy rhythm. The thing never, it just failed to launch, is no, my review. It, yeah, and it really seemed like, I kind of feel like that's SNL in general. Uh, possibly. Although, you know, he said leading up to this that he vetoed some sketches because he thought they were too risque and they thought and he thought that perhaps he would lose some votes in Iowa. So there's a possibility. I got to give a little bit of a break to the writers on SNL. There's a possibility that he said no to the funniest material, which can get you to a point where you wonder maybe it's better to have people like this after the campaign and not when they're running because it's difficult to be really really funny when I mean maybe if he was still 20 points ahead of everyone, didn't have Carson on his heels, He'd feel like he could let it fly a little more, but he's being challenged in Iowa now. Carson is right there in some polls ahead of him, some right behind him, and so he has to be cautious, and I don't know if it's good to have Donald Trump hosting a show when he has to be cautious. It'd be better if he didn't win the nomination and you have him on next year, because he specifically, there were some sketches that he thought would alienate Iowa voters, and I'm betting that would have been a pretty funny sketch. It's interesting that he's taking that approach now, too, because it used to be that he would you know, go after the headline driver to, you know, yeah. to remain in the news cycle Until week in, week out. Until you think you can win. Until you, it starts looking like you can win, and then suddenly you start editing yourself. I think that's a natural progression, because it, as, as a long shot, you start throwing Molotov cocktails, you get noticed, and then suddenly you move up, Everyone says, this isn't going to last long. The summer of Trump has now turned into the fall of Trump. Suddenly, you know, we're not so far away. What are we, four months from Iowa? Yeah. So now it's starting to look like, hey, it's crunch time and you could win. And it's just natural human behavior that you're going to pull back a little bit when you think, it was a long shot to win before, but now I could say something to lose it when I should win it. Like, it's mine to win. So it might just be that you just don't want to have people like this hosting while they're looking for votes because you can't be completely funny but uh there was it was a weird kind of thing at first i thought maybe something happened during the rehearsals with protesters because they had a long cold open that donald trump was not a part of donald trump wasn't the person who said live from new york it's saturday night so i was i was looking did this get canceled did the, are they showing a repeat uh, so I thought it was kind of weird from the very beginning. Uh, there was the monologue, the opening monologue was 
was okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, some group offered $5,000 if anybody would yell the word racist from the audience during the monologue. So this was kind of, Larry David was- uh, We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. You're a racist. Who the hell is, I? Uh, I knew this was gonna happen. Who is that? Trump's a racist. <laughs> It's Larry David. What are you doing, Larry? I heard if I yelled that, they'd give me $5,000. I'll go on record and say that was the funniest moment in the entire show, for the most part. That was really the moment that worked. It never really seemed to get much rhythm going, and, you know, they deal with guest hosts every week, obviously, and some of them are athletes and politicians that aren't natural comedians, and so they're used to dealing with people like this. But Trump was reading his lines a lot. I gotta say, I thought he looked tired, uh, sort of shabby. I, 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 I'm amazed with Trump. You know, he's synonymous with fashion. He has a fashion line. He's successful. And he walks out for the monologue. And I don't know. I just thought he looked shabby. The coat looked too big. I agree. The two guys that came out that were doing Donald Trump impressions. Looked impersonations, better. Yeah, their suits. I, I said that. I said his suit looks better than Trump's. How does Trump wear a suit that's like a size too big? I, it's so kind of odd. Maybe he's gaining maybe, some weight. Maybe because he's been on the campaign trail and he's lost weight. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Like, I, it's my only suit. It's my best suit. I'm not going to change it. It's my best suit. I think his performance can... I, I would imagine he was probably tired. He's probably flying to Iowa back and forth. I don't know. And and maybe he just... He seemed a little tired. But uh, uh, let's see. We're going to... There's this one part. The first sketch, which was a decent idea. The idea was, we're in the Oval Office. It's only two years into the Trump administration. And everything has been fixed. And But there was no rhythm to it. There were some funny parts, like where the Mexican president walked in and handed him a check <laughs> yeah. for, to pay for the wall. But there was one part where Trump, I don't mean to pick on him, but he obviously got confused in his lines. And see if you can spot the part here that makes no sense. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Oh, that's right. You're a racist! After your tough negotiations with China, you are killing them on trade. They're now borrowing money from us. <laughs> I have no idea how you did it, sir. Well, you know what? I don't have to get specific. With me, it's just works you know it's magic it's just ma it's always been that way my whole life right here so let's just see what happens over here but i wasn't sure what's it all like yes you know it's hard to be president because the white house it's it's the smallest place donald and i have ever lived you know but but we made it work it's true yeah this uh, that little so part let's just see what happens over here but i wasn't sure what's it all like I can only imagine that he messed up some line somewhere. And that makes absolutely no sense. But that's kind of picking on the guy because guest hosts quite often do that. They're reading the lines and they get them wrong. There's a couple of parts. But there was just really, for the whole thing, there was, there was no laugh out loud like your gut hurts. There were a couple like you're rooting for him. And so you kind of ha 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 ha. And little, little forced laugh. Uh, kind of. Like, because you wanted it to be better. It reminded me of when you get really hyped up for a Super Bowl and then it's a blowout by the second quarter. It's like 28 to nothing and all of that hype leading. I thought this was going to be a great game. Like when Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos played the Seattle Seahawks and we thought, oh my goodness, this is going to be Peyton against. And it was over in the first quarter. That's how it kind of felt. Like I really, really thought it was going to be very funny. And, uh, and it wasn't. So, you know, what are you going to do? I, I, think I think that ultimately you don't want to have candidates host that show. You want people who are funny 
there are some politicians who are funny, but you don't want them hosting the show when they're still looking for votes. I would imagine he vetoed probably the funniest material, and that's why we ended up with that sort of broken hodgepodge of a show. Yes, Autumn, I stepped on you. Well, there's a couple things. There were there was an actual funny part where he was dancing. He was uh, mimicking yes. that Drake video. Oh yeah, Hotline Bling. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and because I, w- I would point out that's something that they just taped earlier in the week. Right, but also right. I wonder if if you needed to take him outside of his normal, um, you know, it's like putting your conservative grandpa like in a disco or something. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. Like that's funny and yeah. strange. And right? also, I think that piece was was directed, so it was something they could edit and make look good. It was just the sure, live aspect yeah. of it. He just really seemed tired and kind of fumbling around. The uh, another actually, there was one other part that I thought was pretty funny because he hosted back in two thousand four. And I guess the, the, the musical guest was a one-hit wonder who's not around anymore, Toots, toots something. Tootsie or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so before he introduced the uh, musical act for the second time, that guy showed up fatter <laughs> and <laughs> saying, hey, we're still linked together. I thought that was a pretty funny thing. Uh, that musical guest was kind of odd. I, I, I have to say, I think most conservatives who tuned in to see Donald Trump were going to be completely freaked out. I've never heard of her. See ya. She's amazing. See, I, you know, it was that weird uh, dancer. Yeah, I, oh, I know. There was a performance artist that yeah, was like yeah, I, birthing herself out of a bag or something like Yoko Ono. I'm open to that sort of thing. I don't think most conservative voters who are tuning in for Donald Trump would have any understanding. I look at it and I see it as, well, that's David Bowie started that and that's just, you know, that's just David Bowieism. But uh, usually I don't like that sort of, that what do you call it, interpretive dance. Right. I usually hate it. And, and I thought it was a little weird last night, but I thought she was better than most. It was well, a very she strange had, the thing. Person, yeah, the, per, the person actually not performing the dance. I mean, I sort of pretended that that wasn't there and just listened to it and, <laughs> and just watched the performer, the, the singer. You know? I just can't imagine your average sort of 63-year-old uh, Donald Trump uh, voting primary person dealing with those performances. I really <laughs> would love to have been in the living room for the Archie Bunker-style conversation that was going around during those performances. Why is she dancing what is this? What is no? I think it just would have been what the why? What is this? What is, what is wrong with America? What is going on? <laughs> I'm having a stroke. I guess I can't. This can't be real. I'm hallucinating. All right, well, give the me singer. The singer's amazing. The no, singer I thought the someone, songs. Yeah. I thought the songs were very good. I, my wife and my son did not agree with me, but I thought the I thought the songs were actually very good. Yeah. So, let's have another headline. All right, so let's stick with campaign 2016, where Ben Carson is facing more scrutiny over his life story that's changing every day. Ah, uh, you know I. Now, you want to talk about somebody who was much funnier than Trump this week. It had to be Ben Carson. Uh, easily. And I, 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 to get a little bit serious now uh, with people listening, uh, I am be- I'm a libertarian-leaning Republican. right? I, I'm, I'm big on national defense, and the libertarians are not. But I'm, so I'm not a complete libertarian. I've been voting Republican for a long time. I, I, I consider that I occupy the libertarian wing of the big tent of the Republican Party. And we have to take a break here, but when I come back, I want to let you know that this Ben Carson stuff, in some ways the Donald Trump stuff, maybe it doesn't matter, but the Republican Party is losing me. I'm beginning to walk away from this. Welcome back. WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 50 and sadly, just a four on the Mellish meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and heating. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's Autumn Fisher. Before we left, we were talking about Ben Carson having a rather strange week in the media. 
And so was, so he basically, there was something in his book where he kind of implied that he could have had a full scholarship to West Point. Right? Yes. And yep. that he had a, he was with General Westmoreland, for the kids who don't remember, he was the big general in Vietnam for a good long time, that he had some sort of dinner and he was there. there and was they some, offered him a scholarship yeah, right then and, and there. It turns out that the West Point doesn't offer scholarships. That's not the way it is. Uh, Politico got ahead of themselves. And basically said that he fabricated the story. He came in later and said, uh, that "I maybe it wasn't right in the book, but I didn't. He didn't admit to fabricating it. That ended up being the story. I don't care about all that. By the way, very strange to me that a, a candidate, first time in my lifetime, is arguing with the press that he actually was violent in his youth and did try to kill people. <laughs> the press can't find. Uh, CNN said they couldn't find this guy. He supposedly tried to stab. They can't verify the story that he." wanted almost took a hammer to his mother they can't verify these things well, and he's looking i think a little small by getting so angry and saying it's a smear campaign look dude you're running for president of the united states and we don't know who you are see republicans this is the other side the reason you kind of want people who are in the house and who have a career is they've been slowly vetted over time. When somebody hits the scene and they're leading and no one knows who they are, you've got to do the deep dive into their past all at the same time. And that's something that would be happening to anybody. Republicans, please stop whining. Uh, I don't care about all that. What gets me is this whole thing uh, earlier in the week where it was found out that he had this theory. My own personal theory is that Joseph built the pyramids in order to store grain. Now, all the archaeologists think that they were made for the pharaoh's graves, but, you know, it would have to be something awfully big. When you stop and think about it, I don't think it would just disappear over the course of time to store that much grain. And when you look at the way the pyramids are made, with many chambers that are hermetically sealed, they would have to be that way for a reason. And, uh, you know, Various scientists have said, well, you know, there were alien beings that came down. And they okay, who are these scientists that are claiming that alien beings came down? I would like to, I've seen History Channel specials where that happens, but I don't know any reputable scientist or archaeologist. And you know what? This is pushing me away from the Republican Party. I don't blame Ben Carson. He can believe what he wants. This is America. But if in the next two weeks this kind of nonsense doesn't have Republicans backing off in droves, that tells Eric Von Hessler that uh, he doesn't really have a home in the Republican Party. Joe, it's not the problem. The problem isn't that uh, he thinks it was for grain storage, a utilitarian. The problem is that he believes a specific character named Joseph in the Bible built them. And here's the deal. The pyramids came five centuries before the era depicted in the Old Testament. That's just a fact. I have a little more on this when we return. And also, Autumn Fisher will give us the WTF stories. Welcome back. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution this week for an investigation that exposes more abuse of your tax dollars and tells you who's behind the thefts, bribes, and misconduct. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's uh, Autumn Fisher. Before we get to WTF, just to finish up, clean up on the Carson thing, uh, what I'm saying here is that... Uh, I am being pushed away from the Republican Party. And don't get me wrong, I'll never vote for a Democrat. Uh, to me, when it comes to it, being pushed away from the Republican Party means a protest vote for the Libertarian next year and not getting involved with Republican ideas. Because uh, the stuff that come out about Ben Carson, 
I, I know people say, ah, oh, what do I care about the pyramids? When you're president, who cares? But my answer to, to that is, can you just say anything and still become president? You know, my understanding is the guy doesn't believe that dinosaurs ever existed. Now, well, as, I, I have some other personal theories. You have other personal theories besides the pyramids? Sure, it's, it's my personal theory that the moon is actually made of cheese. <laughs> now, various scientists and astronomers will tell you that the moon isn't made of a rock. Well, you don't have to be an astronomer to understand that the moon resembles Swiss cheese. It does. It does. I can't deny that. No, you can't. You can't look at a piece of Swiss cheese and then look at the moon and know that there must be some sort of connection. Now, I have some other theories. You have another personal theory that you'd like to throw by here. I do. It is my personal theory that at the end of a rainbow, you will find a pot of gold. Now, yeah. <laughs> just follow me. Scientists will tell you that a rainbow is actually sunlight through water vapor, but you don't have to be a scientist to know that <laughs> leprechauns they need a place to hide their gold. You know what, Dr. Carson, you are making sense. I must, I must admit that there is some sense in what you're doing, what you're saying. Thank uh, you. For me, you know, I just think that you can't just say anything and still be president. And I don't understand. I don't blame Dr. Ben Carson. It's to me showing me that maybe I don't belong in the Republican Party anymore, which is fine. I'm not the be-all and end-all. The party can walk away from me. But uh, I... Personally, I want you to know that a person with these beliefs will never be president of the United States. And that's we'll why. See. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I'm saying, in my opinion. We'll okay. <laughs> you have a personal It's my personal opinion that yeah. I will say anything I want and that I will be president. Very good. Okay, it's a possibility. I suppose that you could. But you're not going to get there on, on my vote uh, because it seems to me that the, when I see that Carson is up there and Trump is up there, I just wonder if the Republicans are interested in governance anymore. It seems to me that by Carson being at the top, it just says, we're, we're, we're revolutionaries now, and we just want to break the system. And I'm not on board with that. I'm not, I, I, things have not gone my way. Uh, taxes are too high. Foreign policy isn't what I wanted. But I still believe in America. I still believe in the institutions, the way government is run. And my vote is going to go to a person who I can imagine the 17th day of the presidency. See, with Marco Rubio, Carly Fiorina, many of the others, I can imagine the 33rd day of the presidency. I don't think anyone really knows what the 15th day of a Trump presidency looks like, what a 46th day of a Carson presidency looks like. It seems to me that people want the party and the balloons when they shock at the world and actually get somebody like this in. That's revolutionary. I have not given up on the concept and the institutions of America. I still believe in them, and I think the only reason my ideas aren't governing the country right now is because people like me have not done a good enough job convincing people in the center, the swing vote, the people who go this way or that way, to come with us and trust us. So I want to double down on that, be more persuasive, bring people in. I have no interest in just smashing the system because I'm at wit's end. I, The people that I voted for have lost the last two times, but I've got news for you. I am not at wit's end. I just believe that we should have run better campaigns. I think that we have better ideas. I don't have any interest in just smashing the, the system into pieces. And uh, let me tell you something. When a guy says something like this, my own personal theory is that Joseph built the pyramids. I don't care what kind of fervor you're in about Dr. Ben Carson. That scares the hell out of independence. <laughs> that scares the hell out of people in the middle. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter what you think. 
you and your candidate cannot win without the independents, without the swing votes. That's just the way it is. The math is difficult enough for Republicans in a perfect scenario. When it comes, if you really look at it, I almost can't figure out how Republicans win next year when you look at the math. There's only a handful of states up, to, up for grabs. And here's some news for Republicans. I'm sorry to get on top of your WTF segment here with my rant. But here's some news for you that you may not want to deal with. You can't get there without at least 35% of the Hispanic vote. You might need 40. All right? Have you thought about that as you're angry about the country and you're angry about Obamacare and you're angry about the way things have gone, there's something called mathematics that is difficult to overcome here. And you cannot get there with a, a minimum of 30 to 35% of the Hispanic vote. If you got 40, you'd almost pretty much be in. So these are real world things that don't have anything to do with your anger and your frustration. So it seems to me that Republicans who realize this are more interested in the fight than the win. I'm interested in the win. I don't have to have a perfect Republican. My assumption is any Republican is going to have taxes one cent to ten cents lower than the Democrat, and that's what I care about. I don't care that it's perfect. I just assume that under Republicans, taxes will go up less than under Democrats. But, you know, there I am being rational and reasonable, and all my friends are telling me, no, you need to be mad as hell. I'm not mad as hell. My politics are not uh, animated by anger. When, when I lose an election or my side loses an election, I simply think, well, we didn't do a good enough job persuading people. And enough with the mainstream media and the, the, the whining. To see Republicans become whiners has really been one of the, it's, it's just dropped my heart. You know, to see us become whiners. Look, Ronald Reagan did it. There was no internet. Ronald Reagan did it. There was no Fox News. When Ronald Reagan did it, it was ABC, CBS, CBS, NBC, PBS, Washington Post, New York Times. That was it. Uh, Time Magazine Newsweek. He was such a good candidate that he was able to get people to follow him, even if they didn't quite understand exactly where he was going. That's what we need this time around. I'm going to tell you right now, Dr. Ben Carson is not going to be president of the United States. That may bother you. But look into it. When, you know, Joseph didn't build the pyramids. End of story. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. That's your personal opinion. Uh, that's, yeah, this is my personal opinion okay. backed up by lots of data. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And data. <laughs> do we have time to try to fit in a little? Okay, let's do this right now. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF. All right, Autumn. Try to squeeze in a WTF story here. Sure. Well, uh, that's not about Ben Carson. Sure. Oh, how about Bernie Sanders? Oh, sounds wonderful. What, what is, what is, <laughs> is he still running? Uh, well, kind I guess. Of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's a company out of Vermont that uh, is launching a new little side business where they're producing underwear with Bernie Sanders' image. On, 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 the, on the underwear. Yes. So on your behind, where usually it says, like my underwear today, of course, on my behind, they say, Sunday. Sunday. So where where <laughs> where that Monday, normally would be Friday. There would be uh there would be his face. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. This obviously comes out of the Saturday Night Live sketch from a few weeks ago where Larry David talked about the fact that he only had a few pair of underwear. Interesting to me. First of all, I don't think they'll sell many. It's a way to try to, you know, get some press. We're talking about it. But I don't think they'll sell many. But you know what's interesting about Bernie Sanders is I was just reading an article about this, really hit it on the nose. He is the most humorless candidate. And yet he's the candidate that most comedians 
and people like that are gravitating toward. But he has not demonstrated any sort of sense of humor whatsoever. No. I mean, he's really he's really like the accountant in the back room, <laughs> you know, at a at a, a box company. He's a grumpy old man. Yeah. He seems to be. But strangely enough, all the humorists are like they love this guy. Because humorists, even the really good ones, or especially the really good ones, are like poets. They don't have any understanding of politics. They live in a completely balloon world. So where ideas like Bernie Sanders might actually work out. I can understand that. But there's so much humor around this guy who is really at the center, quite humorless. But I think he's got he's got some uh, pronounced uh, features in his personality that are easy to sort of mimic. Yes, and that's why. But yeah. I mean, but people t- think he's delightful. Grouchy. They think he's delightful. <laughs> Would you really want to have dinner with Bernie Sanders? I think maybe it's, it's more that he's he's your grumpy grandpa that you yeah. want to like you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you want your your mean uncle to like you the best. All I know is that if you were having, I would not want to eat soup with the guy. I, a lot of smacking of the lips, I think. It's very just- Past just my a, bedtime. Just sort of a we shabby dude. Bread. Where's the bread? <laughs> Tell the waitress to bring more bread. Should we take a break and we come back? We can get back? more. We can get more. Oh, let's try to get another WTF in here. Sure. So a uh, so there's a show, right, called uh, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. How? How is there a show called that? Okay. Right. Because there's too many channels All right. and we're bored. <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> well, how, do you, how do you find people who don't know that they're pregnant? But go ahead. I think it's afterwards. I don't think you can get them before <laughs> because then they'd know. Then they'd know, right. <laughs> a 47-year-old woman in Massachusetts uh, gave birth and didn't know that she was pregnant. And I just want to say that I think that ever since I have had a baby, Mm-hmm. I think that this is me. I think that every month, like, I bet you I'm pregnant. Yeah, but she, she didn't do that, though. She apparently went through nine months. What's the story here? She thought she had abdominal cramps. She went in and she yeah, had a baby. She thought she was get, she's 47. Wow. She thought she, her body was turning into her mother's. Right. right. She thought she was just going into this old age, and it turned out she was pregnant. And yeah. she went into the hospital with abdominal pain, and they're like, nope, you're pregnant, and uh, you're having a baby. Either right she's hiding something, or she is the dumbest person in the world. No, wait a minute. She couldn't be the dumbest person in the world, because her husband didn't know. So, between the two of them, somewhere in there, you're going to find the dumbest person in the world. How is it possible to carry a baby to term without being aware of that? That I'm know, not so buying this. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's like it's going to be me. That's me. <laughs> no, you're going to be the one who has the hysterical pregnancy because you're going to believe <laughs> you're pregnant when you're not. That's much more believable to me than carrying a baby to full term without knowing that you're pregnant. So is she a larger lady? I, I just make the assumption. No. I mean, that's uh, all. Oh, she's 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 she's, 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 she's not larger. Not have your fat shaming here, Jerry. Look, look, I'm, I'm not, not fat shaming. I, I, I'm, just I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Autumn's very sensitive. She's still carrying some of that mama weight. Well, ever since I stopped nursing, yes, <laughs> I thought I was like, all right, I lost all that baby yeah, weight. Yeah, now you got to go back to the gym Whoa. there. All right, Whoa. we'll take a break. When we return, we'll try to squeeze in another WTF story or two. WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 50, just a four on the Mellish meter. Oh, Don't let it get you down. Come on now. We can get through this together. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. I'm Eric Von Hester. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's Autumn Fisher. Autumn, let's try to fit in a WTF story here. Sure. So I was on Reddit. Mm-hmm. and Is this what you there- do? That's what the kids love, Reddit. My 17-year-old, always on Reddit. Always. Always on his phone. Always looking at his phone. Always on Reddit. Except, you know, I don't know what he's looking at when I'm not around. But when I'm around, he's looking at Reddit. And I wanted to bring this up because it talks about fat shaming and cats, which already is a strange thing to be looking at online. <laughs> so but somebody's Jared, upset that oh, wait, this is, I take it this is a cat thread and somebody's yes. saying stop fat shaming cats. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> which okay. is a weird thing, which is why the internet is, exists, because it's just weird, and that's what, we have nothing else to do. But I wanted to bring it up because Jared, before the break- Yeah, we found we had a fat shamer right here of, of humans. Right. Which is in the year 2015. I can't believe he's 26 years old. You think he'd know better? Listen, hear me out, guys. Okay, so at my on my very first job when I was 16 years old working at Kroger as a bag boy. Okay. I, I there was a cashier. She was. Wait, can we find these people? Is this uh, like yeah, Ben Carson? No, in this uh, past uh, we can find uh, these Kroger people. You you would be able with? to find her. I, Jared I, never worked at Kroger. There's uh, no record of him working here. <laughs> listen, All right. listen. We're so, fact okay. check this, but go ahead. Okay, so so one of the middle aged ladies was a, a, a very pretty lady, but a, a little bit heavy set she and, was plump she and was plump what Pleasantly would plump. i i felt so bad for her because customers would come in the line and they would say oh when is the baby due oh I and see. she wasn't pregnant and i'm like and and i'm sitting here feeling awkward you know right. bagging the groceries and you know you could see her get all red all the time because she's like oh i'm i'm not pregnant so this was uh this was the reason that you asked in the previous story the lady who said that she had the baby she didn't know she was pregnant how big was she? Yes, yes. And fat so, shamer. Yeah, uh, I don't care what you say. You're a fat <laughs> shamer. What is the punishment? What do the millennials give you? Is there something you have to do? Some? Uh, I'm, are you just yeah. o- ostracized in, in in millennial bars now? Is you that the way it you works? Have to do? You have to participate in a protest that you don't really care about. There you oh, go. So gosh. you're going. You're going to have to get involved with some kind of uh, anti-fat shaming uh, kind of thing. I think it's interesting the fat shaming part. I understand that. Look, I think everybody should be comfortable in their own skin. And I don't think it's a good idea as adults to really be mean to people for the way they look because you can't, you know, you, you can change if you lose weight, but it's not like your ideas, which can be changed on a dime. Sure. You know, you are who you are, and, and, and I understand that. But uh, let's put a little bit of the brakes on the fat shaming stuff because the anti stuff, because there really is a health issue involved here. I have too much weight on me. I'm not going to walk around talking about how I'm proud of that. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I like to eat cling peaches, and I eat too many of them. But I know that. You know, I know that when I'm eating that I, I worry about a younger generation who suddenly becomes proud of their obesity because you have to understand that there is a health element to it. Look around. How many 83-year-old obese people do you see? Not many. That's, they're not many who stick it out. It's usually the, the skinny folks that make it into their late 70s, early 80s, and that's just a fact. So, yeah, you should be comfortable with who you are, uh, but recognize that there is a health element here. There is diabetes. There are a lot of things that say you should try. Try to keep your weight under control. And uh, so let's, let's strike a balance there. Is that okay with the millennials, or do I now have to go participate in a protest that I don't believe in? I'm going to go start the change.org petition just for you. Yes. Just for you. <laughs> and as far as cats go, fat shame them all the time. Yeah, cats, are the, cats are the meanest, cruelest uh, animals in the, in, the, in the world. They should feel bad about themselves every, every once in a while. All right. When we return, there are a lot of outrages in this world. English Nick isn't with us, but Jared Yamamoto will bring us Outrage Corner.